Blog Talk Radio. another week and I'm here at you. My name is Kenneth Jones. I'm your host for Black Urban America, sponsored by Cream Mother for Real Media Talk. It's been a pretty good week. And uh today we have a uh guest and I guess she'll be coming on in a few minutes. But until then I just like to talk about a couple of things until she arrives. Um I want to talk about Trump. And all of these African Americans are jumping on the Trump bandwagon. I don't understand about these one hundred pastors. What were they thinking about? What did Trump promise these guys? And these two uh, uh ladies the other day, two sisters the other day, also jumping on Trump bandwagon. I've been following Donald Trump since the eighties. But let me tell you, Mr. Trump really has not accomplished anything. Most of his business failed. Most of his real estate went a bust. The only thing that he did well was spend his daddy's money. That's it. And some of the off-the-wall comments that Mr. Trump makes is unbelievable. The thing about the brothers and sisters from Mexico, uh, 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 the people from uh, uh, the Middle East. And that shows you right there. And can you imagine if he wins what type of first lady we will have? My gosh, she comes, she goes on uh, these magazine covers half naked. Don't even have half the class that uh, the First Lady Michelle Obama has. But these people are really supporting this guy. I mean, really, what is his platform? What is his platform? He's immature. He really doesn't know foreign policy. He doesn't know domestic policy. And maybe know how to control a budget. Maybe. But really, I think what Donald Trump is doing for the past 30, 35 years is just spending money, spending, spending, spending. And that's what he will be doing for this country. Folks, we have to be careful who we support in this coming upcoming presidential election. And it's right around the corner, too. I mean, we only have like three weeks left for 2015 and 2016. It's right upon us. And you know, during the presidential election year, time flies. It's a short season. Even though some some of the politicians, even though they say it's a marathon, but it's a short season. And before you know, we'll be out there on November the 4th or the 6th of 2016, vote for another president. I wonder who will be the next president. 
will be Mrs. Clinton, who has a lot of experience. She was in the White House before as the First Lady. She knows what policy is. She was Secretary of State. She was on the Obama team. But this will be her second, third time around. This will be like a yeah, second or third time around. I don't know. It, it, it's touched with reality. Do she uh, her 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 um knock is she talk down to people? You know, but she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer, and that's what lawyers do. And then we had this other guy uh, that's running against Mr. Clinton uh, on for the uh, Democrat Democratic uh, Party. I forgot his name. You know his name? Uh, I forgot his name. Bernie. Uh, Bernie, um, what's his name, Queen Mother? Queen Mother? Hello? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I knew his first name was Bernie. guest is on air, just letting you know. Oh, she is? Oh, oh, uh, Miss Natasha Nicole out of Texas. Good morning, Miss Nicole. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Yo, you sound different from last night. Last night you sound like you were, you sound, I mean, whoa, what a difference, man. Oh, I said, whoa, did I disturb her? I mean, oh, you had like a, I mean, I'm battling cold. I've been battling cold like for four days now, so I know my voice sounds different. But um, you sound much different from last night. What was going on last night with you, Miss? I don't know. I have a little, um, I've been having a little allergies, too. <laughs> No, okay, okay, okay. Oh, allergy season, huh? Oh, so this yes. is a bad season for y'all. How is it down? How's the weather down there in Texas? It's oh, lovely. over there, I it's should a, say. It's it's been lovely for the past few days. A nice sunny seventy. Seventy. So. Oh, I hear that. So, like, you don't you don't get much snow, huh? No, not at all. Um, back in two thousand eleven, we had. We got like an inch or two of snow, and I was so excited. <laughs> wow, an inch or two, shoo, an inch yeah, or two. Yeah, it, like, it was like mostly ice, but I was so excited because it doesn't snow down down here. So, <laughs> you know, New York City, an inch or two is just a dusting. You know, we got to get like six feet, so, uh, fifteen inches, and and twenty inches of snow for anything to shut down. So, okay, let's get on with the interview. So, uh, Mr. Cole, uh, explain a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, um, you want to know more about me? or um, I guess I could go into my business. Um, yeah. I own, I own a, a, a natural hair, bath, and body company and where mm-hmm. I handcraft uh, products. I'm from scratch that are free of toxins. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that they have on the shelves and stores um, is, isn't regulated. There's no regulations on the stuff they're selling in the stores. And so, um, you know, once you start looking into ingredients, you begin to find that they have, um, you know, known carcinogens in some of these products. And a few years back when I started to do the research on that, that was kind of what prompted me to uh, begin doing that um, with the, the 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 body products and also the hair products um, because 
you know, our people um, – our people buy 80% of the hair products that are out there. You know, the hair care industry is huge. Um, uh-huh. It's a multi-billion dollar industry for those those companies who are in that industry, um, mass manufacturing corporations and things like that. And, you know, I know uh, a little bit that- about black women and their hair. I know, look, you cannot mess with a black woman and her hair. I'm not even going to comment on that. I, I have sisters, daughters. Uh, no way I am going to be quiet on this subject. Go ahead, Mr. Cole. <laughs> but, yes, yes, we do. We do care a lot about our hair. And, you know, I love that people are getting, um, you know, so much more fo- focused on um, loving their natural hair and um, caring for it. But as you said, most people do know that we care a lot about our hair, and, you know, that's why you'll find so many of those um, toxins in those hair products. So I think um, it's really important um, when we're buying stuff for our hair to um, do due diligence and really look at the ingredients. While we're looking at the ingredients of the things that we're putting on um, in our bodies, we also need to be aware of what we're putting on our bodies and on our hair because, as I said, um, you know, food is slightly regulated, but the products, you know, um, the, there, there are things in the food that they have, you know, so much more of these same substances that you're trying to avoid eating in your products because there's no regulation on them. There's no regulation on the ingredients that are used in some of these products? Why not? I'm not sure on that. <laughs> um, well, you're in the business, Mr. Of... Cole. You should... you I'm know, not in the um... business. I don't know. This is very foreign to me, so you're teaching me, and you're teaching my audience. Go ahead. Okay, you know, uh, as far as the regulation goes, it's something, you know, kind of like, you know, with the food and how people are finding out <laughs> that there's GMOs and different stuff that's allowed in the food. Um, you know, there are lobbyists who um, – who pay to make sure that they don't have to be regulated. These big corporations don't want regulation. Um, they want to be able to produce, you know, products um, at the at the lowest cost-effective rate, and they really don't care about what goes into them. Um, that's why it's really good, like I said, to do um, do your research and you know, read the ingredients on what you what you put inside your body, what you put on your body. Because if you're doing the work yourself, it doesn't matter if these things are regulated or not on a mass level because you're regulating what you're putting onto your body and into your body yourself. Um, so, you know, um, I think that's why there's so many people who are now beginning to create um, their own lines of cosmetics and, and products and things like that for women, our people, because like I said, this is our industry. Um, you know, we spend the most on these type of things. And it's only right that we invest that money into ourselves and, you know, we turn it into our communities and just become more uh, sustainable in everything that we do. I was watching a a, a thing on um, about a couple years ago. uh, 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 What's that comedian name? Uh, Chris Rock has something on the hair products. It says, like, uh, about 30, 40 years ago, Forty years ago, we was like seventy percent of the producers. Now we're like less than two percent. Is that true? The producers uh, of these products. I mean, we're number one when it comes to purchasing the products, but far as ownership 
and producers and managers, the numbers fell in the last 30 years. Um, yeah, the numbers have fell. And, you know, I think that goes for a lot of different um, industries. But I do feel like, you know, there, there's a lot of campaigns and there's a lot of people and a lot of sisters coming together to kind of, you know, retake over our industry, you know. I would say that we, we could call it ours. Like you said, we care about our hair a lot, you know. We we spend the most on our hair and why why would we um funnel all these billions of dollars into, you know into other you people, other now, How much do how much do black women spend a year on these hair products? How much do you do do you, do oh. you spend? When I say you, I talk about sisters. Oh God, that's that's a <laughs> billions, that's right? A, that's a that's billions. a that's a that could be a pretty large number, um, just depending on you know what you're getting done in your hair, um, whether you decide to go natural or um, you know add extensions to your hair, it's still going to require maintenance. And um, you know, I I think uh, hundreds and um, per individual hundreds and thousands of Hundreds to thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> I said a little Been bit more than that. So I, I think we had the billions <laughs> and billions. I think we left thousands of years, years ago, like the slavery oh, days. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I'm saying, um, per, per individual, you know. Oh, 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 per, per individual. individual yes, you know, that's true. One of that's us can, true. It, the, the number can go up and grow <laughs> pretty yes. good. Let me ask you a question. I saw on your website that you study at the Institution of Mars. Mars? Mars? Um, um, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't studied at that institution. What is Mars or Mars? Or was I reading the wrong website? It's a lot of Natasha Nicole. No, because when I was uh, 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 communicating with you, I clicked, and went right straight to your website. That's how I know about the health and beauty. It said that you study at more M or A R S. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think that might that might Hello? be some type of uh of glitch on the website. Yeah, I've I've never studied there. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Let me move on. So you were talking about uh 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 People uh, becoming owners, uh, investing in, in, in what we buy and what have you. Uh, can you? How do you feel since you self-employed, since you have your own business? How do you feel about the uh, economic situation in the black in the black community across America? Uh, I feel like we're in a, a dire situation economically, and um, you know that. Right now, we invested in ourselves, um, you know, um, becoming knowledgeable and gaining skill, um, becoming producers, becoming manufacturers, and becoming sustainable are really, really of the most importance right now. Um, why is that? Why do you think we feel the? Why do you think? Uh, why do you feel that we need to become producers and manufacturers in order to compete in the economic climate? In the United States. Um, well, you know, um, who who else is going to invest 
and us, but us. Um, okay. Like you said, at one point, we had more ownership. We had more production. We had more manufacturing. You know, um, rather, rather, you know, we want the next generations to not have to be uh, looking for jobs, but, but to be able to hire people under them and create the jobs. And, you know, the, the only way our, our situation will improve as a people is if we become sustainable as a people and reinvest in ourselves and our community. You know what the you know what the stereotype is about us, right? That we can have all the business in the world, but we're not going to patronize each other. Do you feel that is a true statement or a true description of our attitude towards our own business owners? Um, I don't think we do it consciously. Okay. Um, but I I, I do think. Um, that there's some stigmas and myths that surround, um, you know, the black business experience. And also that, um, you know, we have to become more educated and why it's important to, um, you know, practice things like group economics. What kind of economics? Group economics, um, supporting our own, um, you know, producing our own stuff. You know, I've been hearing that a lot lately. I've been hearing that a lot lately. Uh, uh, matter of fact, there's a fellow Texas that uh, that that's gonna be hosting the show for Queen Mother for Real Media, and uh, he wrote a whole book about uh, Black economic power. So why is this so important? I, I mean, like uh, uh, we're an integrated society now. Why is it so important for us to like have our own economics? Um, because um, you have to um, to make it, and 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 the way the U.S. is run is it's a it's a corporation. The U.S. is run like a corporation. It's a, a economic society. And where do we as a people fit in that structure? Where do we fit? Where do we fit, Miss Nicole? That's a good question. As society, as a black society in America, as Black America, where do we fit in this whole? And this whole uh, a whole uh, uh, equation. I mean, my God, we couldn't even get people to boycott for one day. That's how much consumer we are. Don't you know uh, we are in the billions and billions of dollars that come to consumers? So how do we change that whole attitude? Um, I think it really, really starts with um, education, you know, Um teaching each other uh, about why it's important, why it's necessary. And, you know, I think that, you know, where do we fit? I don't think we really fit in anywhere right now. Wow. If we're coming in anywhere, we're coming in from the bottom up. And we're going to need to work together to work our way up, um, you know, through this economic structure if we don't want to be at the bottom um, financially. Because you said we have tremendous um, spending power, but most uh, there's a lot of people who aren't aware of that, and um, you know, why why would we give all this money to others who aren't investing in our own community, and then complain about the state of these communities? We're going we're going to be the only ones who are going to invest in these communities, 
we're going to be the only ones who are going to invest in ourselves and our future generations. So I, I really feel like it's important for us to um, understand that it's going to be up to us to become self, self-sustainable and, you know, arise on this economic pyramid. And it's going um, to have to happen by to us me economic together. pyramid. What does that mean, economic pyramid? Explain that to us. The um, economic well, pyramid. What What is the economic pyramid? Um, for me, the economic pyramid uh, is just the, the structure. Like I said, I feel like there's a structure in the system, um, you know, and it's kind of shaped like a pyramid. Um, you know, there's uh-huh. a few at the top, at the very top, small percentage. And, right. you know, the weight is distributed as it goes down. And right now we have a lot of weight on us. Um, we're, we're, we're holding it up. We're holding it up the foundation. But the only way we can move up, up this foundation is if we interweave and interlock with each other so we can raise together. And that's the only way we're going to make it from, you know, the situation where all the weight is on us at the bottom of the pyramid. So why are you so... So compassionate, compassionate about this. Um, you know, I love my people. I'm passionate about my people. I'm passionate about you know our children and our future, and um, you know, um, I'm hopeful, and I think that that you know there's there's nothing wrong with with um trying to compete in this economic structure, I feel like, you know, there are other people who already are, and so uh-huh. they don't have to be educated about it because, you know, these types of traditions were passed down. They know that that's how it's going to be. And you so know, how so, can we get others? How can we get other folks? How can we get our other people? Because, like, okay, for example, I could use a very simple example. That's the only way I can, like, uh, uh, ask the question. You have two mechanics, right? I, and, 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 and you keep on going to this other, this, what, this other mechanic instead of going to the mechanic that looks like you, even though they're on the same, as far as skill level, they're on the same, same level, what have you. But you keep on going because maybe his prices are a little cheaper, but by going to the brother, like that money probably spent in the community, but by habit you keep on going to this other guy. You've been going to this other guy for like three years or what, what five years, or, or what, how many years you had your car. So how can we get that one individual to change his whole uh, uh, attitude and behavior and spend his money with? Somebody that looks like him or her. Um, you know, like I said, um, education as uh, the people who are, you know, um, the business owners, we have to educate others on, on why it's important and, you know, just provide the, the best customer service and, you know, um, fight these stigmas because, you know, earlier in the call I said there's a lot of stigmas when it comes to to uh, people wanting to work with uh, black-owned businesses, and I don't. Why do you think we have those stigmas? Why do you think we have those stigmas? Um, 
Because uh, you know, this stigma just, just didn't come out in the last fight. This stigma's been around since I was a kid, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I just think uh, for a long time. You think time, these stigmas come from us, or you think these stigmas come from outside the community? Because at one time, at one time, you know, at one time, I can remember. It was long, long ago. I can remember that the money stayed in the community. The money reinvested itself. And it's only been like in the last two decades that money started going out of the community, and now it's like one cent out of a dollar stays in the community. And then we have all these other cultures coming into the community, setting up shots, setting up these businesses, and here we go. We run to them. We run to them. Yes. Yes, definitely. But you'll and you'll also notice that, you know, if we were to set up shop in some of these other communities, they probably wouldn't patronize us the same. I'm sure that, that it would not happen, you know. That no. business wouldn't Unless it's a business. chicken chicken shack. Unless it's a chicken shack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what stand tights come with that, right? We're the only ones that know how to fry chicken. Unless Season it's a chicken shack. Root. You know, and, 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 huh? Oh no, go ahead. I'm listening. No, no, I'm listening. Go ahead. It's it's, it's your show, Mister Cole. I'm you're educating <laughs> us. By all means, go right ahead. Oh no, you know, and um, you know, I I think we really have to be taught, and I I think we could really um, you know, like you said, give some examples. You know, when you see um other people uh practicing economics when you go into, you know, certain places, you're, you're uh-huh. only going to see those type of people work, working there. When you go into nail shops, uh-huh. you're only going to see certain people working there. Um, right. You, you go on, you, you go into a, a Chinese buffet, you're only going to see certain people working in there because they support their people because they're not going to depend on anyone else to support their people. And I think somewhere along the line, we got um, – too comfortable with expecting outside help, and we've lost the value in supporting and helping each other. Um, you I'm know. going to tell you what Minister Farrakhan said in a speech a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, social media is my business. It's my business. So I'm always on social media. So I caught the brother minister saying this speech, right? And just to piggyback off what we're talking mm-hmm. about right now, uh, Hello? Yes? Yes, I'm here. Queen Mother, are you good? Queen Mother, are you good? I can't hear you, Queen Mother. Queen Mother, are you good? I'm off here. I'm good. You have another caller on. Okay. Who is it? Oh, it's a caller about the show? Uh, A question? Yes. Mr. Nicole, you feel like answering a question? Sure. Bring the person on, Queen Mother. Good morning, you Good morning, you Black Urban America. What is your name? Hey, my name What's is Alvin Muhammad. How you doing, Mr. Muhammad? You have a question for our, our guest? Yes, how's everybody doing? All right. Okay. Uh, you have a um, question for Mr. Cole? Well, I, I just had uh, – I wanted to uh, uh, um, 
say something? Go right ahead. And uh, what I what I was um, kind of thinking was that um, for the last uh, uh, couple of uh, years, I've been uh, pondering on the question why uh, there's no uh, true sense of a black community in America. And then, I, then, then, then it began to dawn on me, and I, and I began to uh, pray, pray sincerely, and um, I can't, I can't tell realization. It's like, like, it's like a pyramid, and, and then that's when I began, began to see that, that at the bottom of the pyramid, uh, we have what we have called, we have the, the hood or the ghetto, and then you go up one more step uh, above that. And then you have uh, the middle class uh, suburb, or, or you know, middle class uh, resident. And then you go one step higher above that, and then you have, you know, the high, the higher class resident. And um, then I then I started thinking about economics too, and then I saw that economics does play a whole uh, part of why we have no true sense of a black community because once we once we educate ourselves and, and get the education that we need. And we move uh, uh, from the, the lower uh, bottom of the pyramid to that that next level of the pyramid. Sometimes we we tend not to find ourselves going back to those areas to do our shopping, to do our uh, uh, commercial uh, uh, business. Uh, we tend to do a lot of our commercial business in areas where we feel safe. So the higher that we move up the pyramid, uh, and 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 we we tend to look at what's happening at the bottom of the pyramid. Even we who are really uh, business modern and business invested, we, we don't tend to put our businesses down at the bottom of the pyramid. So we're leaving us who are at the bottom of the pyramid to then for ourselves to come up with how we make uh, our economics. So therefore, some sell drugs, some prostitutes, some uh, uh, boot, bootleg, some do whatever they can. But what I'm saying, though, because it's something that you bring up that's very, very important. Mr. Cole, you want to jump on that? And then after you jump on it, then I'll come in with my uh, take on it because I have a response to that. I have a whole, a whole, it's going to take a few minutes for me to explain or to answer Brother Muhammad. You want to jump on that, Mr. Cole? Oh, oh, you you can go ahead. You can take that. I would like to hear it. I keep on telling you, Mr. Mr. Cole, it's your (laughs) show. You're here to educate us. I'm listening. Okay. You know what, Brother Muhammad? I'm going to tell you something. All right. Uh, 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 years ago, like 30, 40 years ago, uh, like I can speak of my community that I was raised in. One of my neighbors was uh, a postalman. Another neighbor was a uh, a teacher. My father was a laborer. Uh, 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 down the block was the first black councilman uh, uh, of my town that I came from. Uh, 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 about a block and a half was a, a, a guy that owned a pharmacy. We all lived in the same community, from from the number writer to the gangster to to the politician to the postal worker to the educator. We all were in the same same neighborhood, and you right. Since this integration came in and since other communities opened up their arms to us to see when we move, not only do we move our economic resources out, 
We move uh, 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 something that's very important, and that's positive images. That's positive images, and we take it somewhere else. And we think by living in another community, it's going to be better for our family. And, and basically, number one reason why people move, why families move, is because of the educational system. I think that we clean up our educational system, a lot of people be moving back to the neighborhood because a lot of people are not comfortable out in those no rules of suburb. Maybe they are. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. But that, but, but see, that is a very important point that you bring up. I, when you, as soon as you get a promotion on your job, or as soon as you get an a, 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 a upgrade on your career, as soon as you get a new contract, the first thing you do, you move out the neighborhood instead of rebuilding or, 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 or cleaning up or, or take out neighborhoods to another level. Yeah, you're right about that, Brother Muhammad. I agree agree so wholeheartedly, and I think that uh, 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 this brother that was doing a documentary at Harvard, uh, his name was uh, Dr. So the guy that got in trouble with the state trooper, I think he was breaking into his own house, and he had a beer with him with Obama on the lawn, White House lawn, him. Skip, uh, I forgot Skip, Dr. Skip last name. But... uh, he had uh, this girl, this little girl in Chicago, 14 years old, sum up very elegantly. She said, please don't move. Please don't move. Because if all the people with the money and, 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 and the, the common sense and, and the resources and the positive self-images move, what do you have left? What do you have left? What you have left is chaos. Thank you, thank you very much, Brother Muhammad, for your call. So, Ms. Nicole, Ms. Nicole, yeah. so how do you feel about what I just said about the whole uh, self, the image of uh, and of, of the resources and how people have to stay in our community? And, and I, you know, I think um, I think you're absolutely right, and I think it has a lot to do with what um, um, I was saying about thinking as a group. You know. We have to work together to change the situation. It's not just about one person, you know, making it out. Because there's no making it out. Whether you, even if you (laughs) move physically, these areas are still going to be here, and the next generation will still grow up and have to deal with the things that are happening due to this circumstance as a whole. You know, if we want better for our children and the next generations as a whole. It, it won't matter if just one of us makes it or, you know, quote, unquote, makes it out. There's, you know, there's, to me that's kind of a myth to think you can just, you know, make it out. Um, you know, these communities are going to have these types of dysfunctions until we address them. So those of us who are able to get in, into a position to address them need to be the ones doing it. Um, right. And like I said, that that starts with not just thinking of self, because anybody could, you know, think of self, oh, I'm going to go in business, make money, and, you know, get the community, and then, you know, nothing, like, like you said, nothing's going to change. And like you said, when people started um, moving into other communities, um, you know, and uh, integrating, we forgot about helping each other. I think a lot of times, um, you know, 
you know, we we lost that closeness. I think a lot of times necessity uh, when you when you need something, you know, it forces you to cooperate. And at one point, we need each other, and right. so we had to cooperate. And now that we don't need each other, and there's people, you know, getting help yeah. from this this place and that person, and um, you know, that program. People just expect, oh, you know, are people going to fend for themselves? They got all the help out there they can get. We don't need each other. We don't need to help each other. We, just, we People are just focusing on self. And we're going to have, like I said, to raise up this pyramid, we're going to have to focus on all of us as a whole, as a community. That's right. Let me ask mm-hmm. you something, uh, Ms. Nicole. I'm going to ask you something. Uh, as black men, uh, I was on your website last night, and uh, see you had a lot of reference of, towards us. How can we, as black men, uh, 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 help the community out in this situation? What would what do we need to do? Just two months ago, you know, it was two million guys, two million brothers in, in, in D.C. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm just extending. Instead in that conversation, uh, that discussion, how can we, uh, as brothers, help the community economic, how to build our communities in an economic manner? Uh, or does it need to go in the family? Or the relationship, build, have respect for our sisters and take it from there? I, don't know, I what think it's multifaceted. I think it's multifaceted. I think it needs okay. to be, uh, you know, a family thing, as well as an individual thing. Um, I think uh, acknowledgement and accountability are the first step. You know, um, uh, you know, getting. Well, you said accountability. Booth. What do you mean? Um, you know, uh, a- acknowledging the the problem that there is a problem that we need to uh, be addressing in our communities. Uh, that the state okay. is economically is a problem, um, you know, uh, ec- economics is like, um, economics des- describes the production and consumption of goods and services, right. and there is a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of information out there, you know, uh, America, in all of America, what do these corporations want you to do? They want you to consume. You know, we're getting hit right. with ads and marketing um, from left and right, and especially us. As you know, what you know, we talked about the power we have with our money. Right. Why would they they spend millions of dollars to advertise to us to get us to spend that money because they know um, it's worth the investment. They know they're going to get so much more back if they convince us to give them all the money. And not keep our money and not build with ourselves. Um, so, and 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 I think we, we we're gonna have to um, start talking more about these things as a community. I think that, the, like I said, the first step is admitting that that's a problem, and um, you know, we're gonna have to educate on why it's um, necessary to become producers rather than consumers. Um, you know, um, a lot of I know a lot of people have the idea um, that it means something. You know, we talked about how people want uh, to make it out when they feel like, you know, 
they 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 have money or something and uh uh, uh, uh they want to show materialistic things and things like that and you know um we we really need to educate our people on reinvesting our our money and stuff that's tangible and assets and things that um will be profitable for us in the future um things that uh, can help with sustainability um lots of people focus on education but they also forget to focus on skill. We need to, re, you know, I, I, I think degrees are awesome, and I think, you know, that's an awesome route to go because we need people in all different type, types of sectors to make this work. But we also need to be focused on skill. I think the man needs to um, get back to the basics um, as far as having skill goes, um, you know, if you have a degree, you may have to wait on somebody to uh, give you a job. But if you have a skill, you can teach others, and you can profit off that skill. You can produce off that skill. But if you have a degree, um, also, if you have a degree, you could start your own organization, wherever you got your degree in, instead of, uh, instead of waiting for somebody to give you an opportunity, you could take that degree and wherever you study and 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 start a school or help start a school, or, uh, because I'm telling you, uh, you, you speak a lot about education. Our education system in these urban areas, in the United States, is like really to re- really failing our youth in America. So, um, to and, and you know, and, is, and, and, and that's another thing that comes with the, the self sustainability. Um, uh-huh. We can invest in our own education. We don't have to wait on them to do it. Right. Um, we can, you know, and and I, I'm a I, I I homeschool my children. I I pulled my children out of the. Why are a lot of people doing that? What? Why are a lot of people? I mean, like you're about like the ninth sister that I met in the past six months. They're homeschooling their children. Why? Why, what, and, you know, like how the kid gonna play some football or something? You know, get friends and whatnot. See, there go that football thing. You know, I've been involved football since I was a kid. But you know, and, how and the kid you know, gonna play sports? And this day and age is uh, the, the school district will let the kids play sports. And um, I, I like to say that you know, um, homeschooling isn't um, what it was twenty years ago. There's free curriculum everywhere. And there's um, so many alternatives to public school right now. There's free charter schools. And, right. you know, there's actually people who are getting together, you know, 10, 15 homeschool moms who who will purchase these curriculums because what, what these um, educational companies wow, are Wow, really? It's, are, gotten are, are that, it's, gotten that, it's gotten that very sophisticated? Oh, 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 it's very sophisticated. Um moms are coming together to create their own little schools and teaching what they would like their children to learn. And, you know, like I said, there's different curriculums available out there. And because so many people are pulling their children out of the uh, the, the dysfunctional public school system, you're, um, you know, you're going up against the system to, you know, we talk about sustainable financial sustainability. What about educational right. sustainability? We can't change that entire system. So instead of right. asking them to do it our way, we're going to do it ourselves. Ah, and you know okay. What? And with that, and with that, and with that, uh, uh, I'm going. We're going to wind it down. But with that, 
you you stumped it the whole the, the, you stumped the whole uh, the whole dialogue the whole discussion. We have to start doing it our way instead of trying to copy other ways. We have to start developing our own pro- approaches and models. We have to start doing. You're so right, Mr. Cole. Well, Mr. Cole, I thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, thank and, you so and, much. And, I appreciate and, this opportunity. And, and you're going to have more opportunities, too, Mr. Clark. I'm going to invite you back sometime next year, 2016. That will be awesome. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I thank you. And, um, and, and please keep up the good work and, and the success. And also with that homeschooling. Oh, keep keep up the good work. I thank you, Mr. Cole. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you, Brother Muhammad. Queen Mother. Queen Mother. Yes, I'm still here. Uh, you know what? The sister brought up something that was so awesome. We've got to start doing it our way. We got to stop trying to copy other folks and start developing. Like Dr. Clark said, we got to start writing our own books on how to do this and how to do that. Instead, I mean, it's all right to steal a page from here and steal a page from there and steal a page from there. But, but we are all different. And, and something I was meant to say to Ms. Nicole about uh, uh, other cultures starting businesses in our neighborhood with Brother Minister Farrakhan was saying, if I, it's so easy to uh, start these businesses in our neighborhood, as Brother Muhammad said, in our hoods, try to go to Chinatown and, and start a business. Let a black man go to Chinatown and start a business. Let's see how far he'll go. Let that same brother go to the city. Jewish neighborhood and try to start a business. Let that brother go to Indian town and try to start a business. Why heck? Let the brother try to start a business in his own hood and see how much far he goes because, like, it's so difficult for a brother to get a small business loan. So, but we have to find alternative ways, just like. Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, sisters are find alternative ways to educating their children. We gotta find alternative ways in uh, in um, in, in starting these businesses, becoming producers, becoming managers, becoming owners, so we could be accountable, so we could sustain our own existence in America. So with that, I am because we are. We are because I am. I'm out of here, everybody. Have a nice week.